Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. This episode of Thrive is sponsored by The Tea Spot, an artesian producer of handcrafted whole leaf teas and houseware tools that can make your tea practice beautiful. You can get 15% off of all of your purchases by going to theteaspot.com and using coupon code THRIVE. Hi, I'm Garth Callahan, a seven-time cancer thriver, but more importantly, I've been writing notes to my daughter Emma and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. Hi, I'm Dara, creator of crazyperfectlife.com, a place to go to help you find meaning each day and live your best life, and author of the book Crush Cancer, available on Amazon. Welcome to our podcast. This is a, uh, a special holiday edition of the Thrive Podcast. It is the height of the holiday season, which everybody really looks forward to, um, or not, as the case may be. Yeah, so we're recording this, and it is December 8th. And many people have been definitely feeling the stress associated with getting gifts. And, you know, Garth, I'm kind of interested, where are you in that? Are you done with your holiday shopping or are you still kind of in the uh, middle? I'm, I'm definitely at the beginning. Mm. And part of that is that I really like to go and find meaningful gifts. I don't want to just check off a list. Oh, you know, I'm going to tell a little bit on my mom. I grew up... My mom had this master Christmas list and it was a matter of getting the gifts and checking them off. And even now she has phrases in her vocabulary like I'm all done. I've checked off everybody. And it's more about the gift than the thought or the purpose or the meaning. I mean, it's more about getting it done, checking it off the list than what she's actually giving. I think so. Yes. You're kind of judging your mom. A little just, bit. Um, now, now, and I, I don't want to say that she doesn't put thought into the gifts. How old is your mom? My mom is in her mid-70s. Okay. Like I said, I don't want to imply that she doesn't put thought into her gifts, but the you can tell the, the phraseology that she uses is very much like, this is a to-do list, and I have okay. to get the to-do list done. Well, yeah. Um, People feel so much pressure about the list, you know? And, and I'm, I, I'm challenged with that. Yeah, I can honestly say I'm pretty much done. I'm not trying to get any gold stars by my name. I feel like I don't give as much as I used to. Like I don't give presents to as many people as I used to. I'm kind of tried to sort of pare that down a little bit. And definitely I've been trying to focus on, especially when it comes to my immediate family, not just getting stuff to give, but experiences. Like coming up with things that we can do together as a family that are both a gift and quality time together. I agree. I couldn't say anything stronger than I want less stuff and more experiences. Yeah, because Um, what do we all need, right? I mean, pretty much nothing. So here's kind of a fun little statistic, Garth. According to Gallup reports, U.S. adults will spend approximately $885 on gifts this year. 33% are going to spend at least $1,000. 22% are going to spend 500 to 999. 29% are going to spend 100 to 449. And 3% are going to spend less than 100. dollars So where do you think you fall in that? Oh, you know, I think some of that I think those numbers might be a little misleading because we aren't counting things that we might be purchasing for, let's say a family gift 
that we would be purchasing anyway. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I think some people are kind of like, okay, this is the money that I had to spend on gifts. And I've maybe been saving all year long. I mean, some people do that. They put like a little bit of money away every month. And then that's this is their spending money for the year for, for the holiday gifts. I actually think that that's rarer than you would imagine. I think do. I do. I think I, I think that people wake up one morning early and they're like, oh, and they're no. like, oh my goodness, Hanukkah's right right around the corner or hot or Christmas is right here. Yeah. Like it comes about the same time every year. Yes, there are no surprises. I know. But so, um, um I would yeah. say is that statistic it didn't sound like it was a household statistic. It was yeah, no, it said US adult. Yeah. So you're right. If you're it's like you and Lisa, I guess it could imply that it could each be $885 per person. I don't know. Yeah, I am well, well, well below that number. Far. I think I've that- done my shopping and we're done with everything. And I can say that I did spend over $885 total on all my gifts. Wow. Well, okay. But again, let's... But I let's- did some family gifts that are the gift of experience. So, I mean, you right. know, if you, go to, if you buy tickets to one traveling Broadway show... That's going to be $400 right there. Well, and what about things like, and, you know, I don't, if Lisa, you're listening, you know, this is not a hint, but like, you know, what if Lisa got me a really nice sweater? I have trouble kind of differentiating between the fact that I need a sweater and is that sweater really a Christmas gift? Does it come out of the Christmas budget? Well, if she's wrapping it up and giving it to you on Christmas, newsflash, it's a Christmas. I, I know, I know, I know. Growing up, I could definitely see that there were some really big family purchases that were made that yeah. would increase that total. Like, you know, one one Christmas we got a computer and I bet that that was a pretty expensive purchase for my family. I think it's just, you know, figuring out what works for your family and not going crazy and trying to remember that it's not necessarily just about the consumption of gifts or checking things off of your list, but trying to come up with meaningful things that you can give to someone else or give as a way to kind of bring everyone together and spend time together. Yeah, I agree. You know, I I actually made a list of things that I would consider to be fantastic, whether they're experience gifts or gifts with purpose, things that are a little less out out of the norm than, you know, walking through Crate and Barrel and picking up things. And, and, And again, you know, I love to walk through Crate and Barrel when it's not the holiday shopping season. Bring up something interesting, which is how much of your holiday gift shopping do you think you're going to do in person versus online? So there's a point in time for me that I get motivated to go and I actually do like to go into some stores, but I also try to choose my stores purposefully and I don't like to go to the big stores that are part of fairly large complex. Now, if I go... I make it an experience. I'll get a cup of hot chocolate and I'll leisurely walk around. I'll say hi to Santa. I won't sit on his lap anymore, but but I do take my time and I kind of relish in that experience. But I also am, you know, especially for Emma, I'm kind of the gadget guy for the family. So if Emma needs some phone case or cords or something that's electronic, that falls onto me. Obviously, I purchase those online. Yeah, I bought the majority of my stuff already online, but I do love to support local retailers. This year I did something that I felt really good about, which my daughter Avi, who is 16, I like to buy a lot of things on Cyber Monday. I just like to kind of sit down, knock it out. And this year I gave her my laptop and I said, okay, Av, set up 
shopping carts at stores that you like or that, that you there are things that you want and just leave your shopping cart, leave the browsers open on my laptop. And then on Cyber Monday, she had just put stuff in these shopping carts that she wanted. And I was able to kind of go through, decide if I wanted to get her that or not. I was done with all of the gifts for her in like 15 minutes because I didn't have to worry about the color or the size. I felt like it was my best shopping gift hack buying ever because I was done in 15 minutes. And I know she's going to be happy with everything that I get from those lists. Unless she changes her mind. Hey, you know what? <laughs> if she changes her mind, that's on her, right? I mean, but it was so easy. I just loved how that ended up playing out. And I saved a lot of money because it was on Cyber Monday. Let's talk a little bit about some meaningful or purposeful gifts, things that are not necessarily the pajamas or the sweaters or whatever those obligatory gifts are that you open up in nicely tied bow. I like to do things that require a little bit of time or effort that shows the gift recipient that I'm thinking about them and I've thought about this gift and I think this is a good choice for them. And I'll tell you the, the one that actually takes the most amount of time for my family is a family calendar. And I have been doing this for, gosh, I don't know, I'm going to say 15 or 18 years. And I go through all of the pictures my family has taken for the year and put them into a montage calendar for the next year. And, and people love getting that kind of gift. Yeah. I mean, that is such a beautiful gift. Yeah, my mom loves it. Lisa loves it. I will say it's not a task that I really enjoy doing because especially now with a family of three cell phones and seven or 8,000 pictures to flip through, that's a lot. And I really try to make the picture germane to the month, right? If it's June, we're not going to be putting a snowman picture in. <laughs> that is such a beautiful gift though. I think anyone who takes the time to do that, I mean, that's really a priceless gift. It's one of those things that it really does require me to spend a fairly large amount of time on. When getting that knows that they know how much time it took you to make it. And then they're also gonna enjoy it throughout the year. So that's what's so cool about that gift also is that every month they're gonna get to look at new pictures and say, oh, I remember when we did this. You know, so, so I have to share a little story about last year as I was getting the calendar ready. And yes, I did this on purpose and I wasn't trying to be malicious or I don't know, coy, but Emma was, was dating a boy in high school and she had dated him for a couple of years. And I stopped putting pictures of them together in the calendar after June. And well, yeah, because I think you did that because they graduated and you were just assuming. Right. But, I, I, well, I mean, I'm surprised he even made it in the calendar, to be perfectly honest with you. We generally treat Emma. So Emma really only dated one person through high school. Okay. But, but we treated him as a, I don't want to say member of the family, but if we went apple picking, he was invited along and I certainly wasn't going to purposely take different pictures. Right. Um, and he was part of the family experience of whether it was apple picking or carving pumpkins or whatever. Okay. So now he and Emma are not dating. And Correct. so are you missing him? Oh, I, I, um, I, no, um, I mean, and, and, and again, so it's, it's not a him thing, right? It's a more okay. of a, at this point in my life, I miss my daughter tremendously because she's at college and I don't get to see her. And to be honest, it's not as if he and I had a tremendous amount of interaction. Okay. Okay. So he, he went along with 
on family outings, but it's not like he was like totally part of the family. Right, right, right. right. And you know, along that line of the family calendar, another great present to give somebody is a photo album. You know what? You're making me think also about like mugs that you can put pictures on. Right, right. I like those too. Those are fun. Well, and anything, anything that it, uh, pictures. You, you know what I what I really enjoyed. Gosh, I can't even remember who gave it to me. This was probably twenty or twenty five years ago. Somebody gave me a mug with my business card on it. Ooh, I like it. Today, that's kind of cheesy, but back then, it was a really unique gift. And as I was leaving that position, it was a nice reminder of the time that I had as a manager. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So again, those those personalized gifts are really something that I think mean a lot to people. It's something that's special, unique to them, and definitely requires some time and effort. And a, even a photo album, again, getting those, think about this. When was the last time you actually had a handful of pictures printed so that you could touch the pictures and, and put them into an album? Most people keep the pictures digitally. True. You know, one other thoughtful gift I give, and it's not an exciting gift. It's not a sexy gift at all. I like to give car emergency kits. Yeah, no, that's not a sexy gift at all. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not. Uh, you know, when I... when I'm excited about that, but, <laughs> but definitely needed and not something that you're going to really buy for yourself because you're probably not going to think about it. But yeah, safety first, always. Well, so that's and, a good one. Yeah, and I, and I grew up in, in the north country of New York and snow, it, snow was always a factor and having flares and jumper cables and things like that were really could make an impact on how long you were on the side of the road. Yeah. And with Emma, one of the things that I did was I actually also put a, an envelope in her emergency kit with $20 cash in it with the idea of, Hey, you know, here's cash if you need it in an emergency. And Oh, by the way, I'm going to check on this every once in a while. And if there's still the $20 there, I'm going to add another 20 to it. I think that's super cool. Yeah. So how much money do you think is in her cash emergency? Oh, I, I, I can tell you exactly how much because oh. I haven't I haven't been very good about following through. There's still $20. <laughs> That's funny. Well, one of my favorite gifts to give, I love giving people books because books are just, I think, such a beautiful way for you to give people something that you really think maybe is suitable for them or maybe something that they're interested in or maybe something that you've read that you think they're going to like. And so I love giving people books. It's also, it's it's a really easy gift to give. I mean, you go online to Amazon, you know, have the book shipped to their house. My brother-in-law did something really cool for my daughter Zoe when she graduated from high school, which I think is a kind of a neat idea, which he ordered from Amazon, like 10 of his favorite books of all time. He had them shipped to his house. He then wrote in each book why he loved that book and why he was giving it to her. And then he sent them like all 10 books to Zoe at one time. And so, you know, I think that is such a great idea. I'm probably going to steal it and do that for someone eventually, but just giving someone a book that you think they're going to like, whether or not it's a cookbook or just a nonfiction book from someone that they really admire or a book about poetry, just anything like that is so beautiful. You know, the napkin notes, dad, that's kind of a cool <laughs> book, crushed cancer, you know, anyone going through cancer. I mean, this is this this is the part of the uh, the podcast that is brought to you by the shameless plug division. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. I mean, these are things that I think people really appreciate getting. I was genuinely surprised when people told me that they were um, giving my book uh, as Christmas presents. Why would uh, that surprise you? It's a beautiful gift. In fact, when 
your book first came out or when you and I first became BFFs, I actually gave your book to like 10 people that year. Again, you know, I don't consider myself to be this, you know, like big time author or anything. It was a very humbling experience for somebody to come up to me and say, oh yeah, I'm giving this as a gift. Would you yeah. sign it? I'm just not used to that interaction or that feeling. It was just strange. But on that note, you know, I have a friend who has a book coming out shortly after the turn of the year. I know that I'm going to be giving his book out to a handful of people because I really feel strongly about his message. And who is it? Oh, it's um, Alex Sheen uh, from Because I Said I Would. Yeah, he needs to be on our podcast. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's. I will give Let's him a call. Yeah, that would be super fun. And, and and so along that that note, I love to give journals as well because I think you know journals and I love paper. Any kind of notepads or journals or fun pens. I'm always I'm always going to be given that. Yeah. So do you also when you, if you give a journal, do you give a pen along with it? I don't usually do that, but I always write in the journal. So like I'll always write in the very front page what I'm hoping you'll use the journal for or just kind of my dreams for you and how I see you using this, that kind of thing. I, I love that. And and I'm a big fan of books as gifts too. I remember, gosh, this was probably 15 years ago, maybe Lisa gave me Warren Buffett's biography. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't even, it, it might've been a, an autobiography, but I know that there was a, a writer that helped him along with it. And let me tell you, this was a 900 page book, I think. I mean, it was just massive. And I started reading it on Christmas morning. And you loved it. In my pajamas. Right. And right. there was some point in time where Lisa actually kind of had to nudge me and say, hey, um, you know, it's Christmas morning. Did you want to put the book down? <laughs> um, and I really thought, hey, this is, you know, I'm paying you a great compliment by reading your present to me. <laughs> and you know what I love about that? Probably for like 20, under $25, the number of hours that you've spent reading that and enjoying that is significant, way more than like if it was a sweater or something. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I'm standing here in my home office and I turned around and I have a handful of books. I'm going to say maybe 50 to 75 books that I keep. And those are the books that I read me. more than once. Yeah, me too. I know. And so when somebody gives me a book, I think that that's just one of the best presents that you can give. And, and if you think about it, you know, you're giving somebody an adventure or you're giving somebody growth or you're giving somebody something that they might not be able to experience on their own. Yeah, and everything about, about that. Yeah. So let's talk about homemade gifts for a second. So homemade gifts can be like baking, baked items, or I don't know, potted plants. People have made that for me before. I think that's fun. Cross-stitch things or any kind of sewn items. Those are such beautiful gifts because you took the time to make it. I like to give things in that manner, something that's special. Yeah. And so like if we are going to make cookies, we're not going to give cookies that are just, you know, the Toll House chocolate chip recipe cookies. They're going to be cookies that we either is a family recipe or something that's really unique that you're, you probably haven't had before. So then do you give the recipe card with it? Absolutely. I love that. Sometimes people will give family, they'll make it like a family recipe, but they won't include all the ingredients when they give the card. I've had that happen to me a couple times. That is not cool. It, it, it is not cool. And you know, here's the, an interesting thing. I don't know if you know this, but did you know that recipes are not copyrightable? I didn't know that just because I've never thought about it, but I guess that makes sense. So when someone has a cookbook and they have recipes in the cookbook, I mean, that book has been copyrighted, correct? The book is, the treatment of the recipes are, 
how they present the recipes are. Interesting. Okay. But but the list of ingredients and how to put them together is really just kind of a a formula. Yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. And so, you know, when when you tell me that you've received a recipe card and they purposely left out like the key ingredient. It's not like they said, Dara, we didn't put all the ingredients in, but after trying it, I know you can just tell. And it's not that my skills in the the kitchen, (laughs) it's not that my skills in the kitchen aren't something to be excited about. It's just, you know, there's something missing. I've had that happen a couple times. I think that a lot of families, especially in the South, they're very protective of their recipes. Here's the shameful thing about it is that a lot of those recipes kind of go away I know. It's so true. Right. People haven't passed the recipe down and somebody, a great grandchild really wants to make Oma's spaghetti and there's a key ingredient that's missing and everybody knows that it's missing. Yes. Yes. We've had that happen with my grandmother's cookie recipe. We've all tried to kind of replicate it and we have the recipe, but we know there's something, it's just nobody can do it. Anyway, I don't think that was intentionally done. So I've I've been working on a gift for my dad for like two years (laughs) <laughs> that I want to finish for him. And I'm still not done. And so, you know, like around November of this year, I said to John, John, I just really want to be done with this gift. I want to give it to my dad. And the reality of it is I'm not going to be done. I got something different for him. I'm very committed to trying to get this done for Valentine's day because I really want to get this done, but it's taking so much time. And I can't say what it is because I don't want him to know it's a secret, but Sometimes homemade gifts, I mean, the amount of time and energy that that go into them are significant. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Those are the ones that are going to be very treasured. I know that my my grandmother gave a family recipe book to everybody a long time ago. I love that. She was really diligent about it too. So she went back a couple of generations and had, you know, made sure that the recipes were the right recipes. She left blank pages in there so that we could write in our own family recipes. But get this, she gave one to at least all of the children and probably some or most of the grandchildren. She did it on a typewriter. Oh my gosh. Wow. Right. So because this was, she did it before she actually had, um, I think back then she had a word processor, but she didn't have a printer. An effort that she put into that. Right. Right. And it's cool too, because you can go through and you can see where she made some typos and she had to go back and use whiteout. And I just know that she spent literally weeks on this in order to get one to one copy to everybody. That's so beautiful. All right, Garth, see if you can guess this. What percentage of people do you think give gift cards or gift certificates? 100. <laughs> 54% of people give gift cards and gift certificates. Are I you a fan of that? I am not necessarily a fan of it. However, I think it does have a place. You know, my mom frequently gives Lisa and I a gift card to one of our new favorite restaurants. I, I think that What's interesting for that is a lot of them are locally owned. So my mom has to make some effort to get a gift card. It also shows that as she and I are having conversations, she's really paying attention to what I say. I think that's really nice. It is. What I'm less a fan of is, oh, I I need to get a gift for somebody. I'm just going to give them a gift card to, you know, whatever, Starbucks or Kohl's or whatever. um, In the grocery store line, doing your weekly grocery shopping, and you're like, oh my gosh, I need three gifts. And then you just grab three gift cards, right? I mean, people do that all the time. You just grab three gift cards. And, you know, a huge percentage of gift cards don't get used. And 
people get them and then they forget to use them. Sure. And I personally feel like I've been in that category before, not, not intentionally, but you know, I might say, Oh, I'm going to put this somewhere and then I forget to use it. And then it expires. I mean, most places are pretty good about letting you keep using it, but you know what I do now? Um, and I can't remember the gift card where I started this, but I had a gift card that was, um, to a place that I seldom went but I was really appreciative to have it. Every time I used the gift card, I wrote on the back of it with a Sharpie how much my balance was. So you and can it, remember to... Right. And it was kind of a reminder of, hey, by the way, you so have... You know, four, I'm sorry? Where was that too? I, I can't remember. Okay. Um, I mean, it was one of those things. It was. It probably wasn't a place that I went to on a daily basis, right? So it, it probably was a restaurant even that we went to occasionally. Right. So you weren't able to kind of like knock it all out at one time. Right. And, you know, again, and today, even with electronic gift cards, I mean, how many people buy Starbucks or something similar to that with their phone? Yes. True. Right. So, so the gift card is on your phone and it's sitting out there and, you know, frankly, you're, you're letting Starbucks keep your money for you. I definitely see a purpose. I do like to give, I did this a while ago for Lisa. If I want to give money slash gift card, I like to make it special. And uh, Lisa wanted to buy some window treatments for Emma's room once. And I actually made a 3D diorama of Emma's bedroom. And then I took money and folded it up to look like curtains and hung the money on the diorama. I mean, that's like amazing. I actually spent a little bit too too much time trying to get the dimensions <laughs> right. I could have I could have just made a square, right? Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, but I didn't I didn't want to just give Lisa the money and I didn't want to just say, yeah, go buy the window treatments. I wanted to make it kind of a little bit special. To be honest, I don't even know if Lisa just thought I was a completely, you know, oh, crazy husband for doing it. Super sweet. Yeah. But I'm a big fan. I, you know, if, if I want to give money to somebody, I, of course, I like to fold it up to look like a Star Wars spaceship sometimes, Hashtag. a little origami. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, here's a question. When you are shopping for other people for your gifts for the holidays, do you buy yourself stuff at the same time? I do, but only if it was something that I would buy anyway. And it was like on sale or it was a good deal? It, it, or if it was just convenient. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really bad about, Lisa has asked me probably a dozen times in the past two weeks what I would like for a present. I have a really difficult time coming up with an idea because, you know, I kind of look at my life like, hey, I'm a grown up. Um, if I wanted something badly enough, I probably would have purchased it already. Yeah. And that's why I really try to give the gift of experiences to my family because John and I, we both feel like there's nothing that we really need. And so we would just so much rather be with our kids and, you know, have forced family fun, which is what we call it, <laughs> family. You know, I think the gift that John and I give each other is kind of part of that gift of experience when we're trying to figure out what we're gonna what we're gonna force our daughters to spend time over the holiday season with us. You brought up something when you asked me about when I go shopping. I want to give the obligatory, hey, let's talk about cancer patients um, and the holiday season. Uh, good, good idea. Just for a minute or so. And somebody actually asked me Thursday night what they could do to help their neighbor who was currently going through chemo treatments and was having a really rough time. I gave them a list of the standard things that I always give, but I said, you know, look, it's, it's also the holiday season. Two things that come to mind right away that could be helpful for that person 
is offer to do their Christmas shopping for them or offer to do their Hanukkah shopping for them. Yeah, that's so true. It's tough if you are going through treatment to you know, schlep out to the stores and, and carry bags and everything like that. It's just tough. And the other thing that I said is even more so is if that family has a lot of decorations, help them put their decorations up. Oh, I love those. That's beautiful. You know, one thing about that is when you are going through a really hard time and you're personally facing like a serious illness or you're dealing with the treatments of cancer and you're just not feeling good and it's the holiday season, it's really, I think, not feeling good is kind of heightened because everywhere you look, people are happy, people are smiling, people are so excited about the holiday season. And then you're kind of thinking, great, everyone else has a wonderful life and they're having fun. And look at me, I feel terrible and my family's going through this and I don't have the energy to get the gifts. And not only am I going through this, but now the holiday season isn't going to be the way it usually is for my family. And I think it just can heighten all of those feelings feelings and make it even more challenging for someone who's dealing with that. So anything you can do to make that a little bit lighter for the person who's sick or their family to help alleviate or lessen their burden, I think is so appreciated. I, I love things like that. And, and I just know, for especially for me, my first diagnosis was right after Thanksgiving and my surgery was five or six days before Christmas. And so I was in the hospital until I think December 22nd. When I got home, I was not, Garth wasn't making cookies. Yeah, um, it was Emma. Yeah, right. And a lot of the burden for decorating and, and kind of getting things ready felt onto Lisa's lap. I actually did have somebody offer to do my Christmas shopping for me. And I was so appreciative. It was, it was a rough time all around. So if you can, like you said, if you can lift that burden for somebody. So, you know, I, I want to step right into the napkin note quote for our episode. If you are new to the Thrive podcast, one of the things we do every podcast is I go back through one of the thousands of notes that I've written to Emma and I find one that is really applicable to our episode. And this is one that I found. It's a quote from Hamilton Wright and I just, I love it. And the quote is, Blessed is the season which engages the whole world in a conspiracy of love. Mm, I love that. That is so beautiful. So on that note, if you are new to the podcast, we also share a thriving tip, which is a little nugget of extra goodness that you can take with you and hopefully maybe gives you something extra to think about. And the thriving tip for today is make your gifts this season less about the amount of money you're spending and more about the meaning behind what you're giving. So just like we said earlier, don't just check things off of your list, but be a little bit intentional about it. It's not about how much you're spending. It's about the meaning behind it. So give something from your heart, give something to help make someone's life a little bit easier. I think those gifts will be so well received and appreciated. Tack on a little note to your yeah. gift to explain, hey, I was thinking about you when I bought this. And the reason why I was thinking about you was it really goes a long way. And it makes the, the gift recipient, the person who's opening the gift, really think about your relationship, your friendship, whatever the it's definition is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here today. I'm Dara. I am the creator of crazyperfectlife.com and author of Crush Cancer. And I am Garth Callahan, the original Napkin Notes Dad. You can find out more about me at napkinnotesdad.com. Thanks Have for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created by Dara Kurtz of Crazy Perfect Life and Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. 
It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.